One of the things that we decided right off the bat when we started this podcast was we would not let just anybody sponsor us. To get on here and be a sponsor, you have to share the same values and you have to have the same heart uh, as we do. And you have to be providing something that's very important to us. And coffee is very important to us. And that's why we've been very happy to have Juniper Mountain Trading Post Coffee as our personal sponsors here on the channel. They're the company that provides all the coffee for the school. It's the coffee that we drink personally at home. And, uh, and we're very, very happy. They're a family-owned company that does everything themselves. And they have the same standards and the same heart that we do. So if you're looking for a, a quality coffee company, uh, go to junipermountaincoffee.com. And when you check out, make sure that you plug in and type in Dry Creek, all one word, for a 10% discount. Good morning. Dwayne here, Dry Creek Wrangler School. Um, you know, I, I've told two or three stories from the time that I was working out of uh, Chalice, Idaho, up in the Frank Church Wilderness, where I got my start packing. This story comes from the same period, uh, and I think this story has a a uh, has an important message for this time of year for a lot of folks. I'll explain that in a minute. So we were up in the Frank Church River of No Return Wilderness, and there were me and it was myself and. The two young friends I've talked about earlier who had come out, I think they were from Ohio. And uh, we were staying in a in a large canvas wall tent, like hunters use. And uh, there was us three, and then there was one of the regular guys that worked for the lodge, a veteran packer uh, by the name of John. Um, and uh, it was a day of we didn't have any, any big chores or work to do. And I think we were getting caught up on laundry. I think that's what we were doing that day. We were just taking a day and, and getting stuff done. Now laundry was, we had a big tin wash tub and you put water and your soap in it. And then there was a, a device is like a metal upside down metal funnel, um, with two couple layers inside. And you use that to plunge the jeans in the water and your clothes in the water. It was a process. You had to wring them out and then you had to rinse them. It was a physical process. So it, it took a while, especially, you know, a bunch of guys out there. And, and so, and I don't, we were all in the tent and I, I don't remember. I think I was digging around in the very bottom of my duffel bag, trying to find like my last clean shirt so I could wash what I had. I don't remember exactly what the deal was. But I reached down in the bottom of my duffel bag to find that shirt, and I found my Bible. Now, I had not been reading my Bible. I had just stuck the Bible in there at the last minute when I left Kentucky and uh, just stuck it in there. That's where it stayed. Uh, but I pulled that Bible out and set it on the bed so I could finish digging down in there. And one of the boys across the tent there, Looked at that and said, hey, I got one of them too. And he reached down and dug down in his duffel bag and he 
pulled out a Bible. And his buddy said, yeah, me too. And he reached in his bag and pulled out a Bible. And then the shock of shocks, Big John said, you know what? I got one of them too. And he reached down in his stuff, dug around and pulled out a Bible. Now, you, you got to understand... We, we're living in the mountains for weeks at a time. There's no bars, no clubs, no nothing. So we weren't, but ain't none of us were living a Christian lifestyle. Uh, none of us were, were living like, like a Christian ought to live. And none of us had a clue that the other person had any bent in that direction. Um, I mean, we had... You know, we had cases of beer and there was booze flown in. And uh, there was a big cardboard box of reading material for in the evening or for when it was raining. And there were girly magazines and stuff in there. I mean, we weren't we weren't living the life. And uh, nobody was getting down and praying, you know, at night by their bed. Nobody was praying over their meal. Um Nobody was working outside singing, shall we gather at the river? I mean, we just didn't have a clue. And uh, and I think maybe every one of us felt like whatever extent of faith or Christianity we had, we were the only one up there that had it. And none of us had it enough that we were being uh, open about it to anybody else. Each one of us felt alone. And you know, if there's any sentiment expressed to me via emails and and the comments on the channel and stuff, it's people feel alone. You know, people contact me and say, Dwayne, I so much about your I'm so grateful about what you put on the video because I didn't know there was anybody else out there today who feels that way. Um I don't know anybody around me, they, they say, you know, who I, but I, I agree with you and that's the way I feel and that's the way I live. And, and, but just where I'm at, I'm so long. And you know, holiday season this time of year is, I understand it's one of the, it's one of the times of year that has the highest, um, Depression rates, highest alcohol problems, drug overdoses, and people eventually just taking their life. Why? Because people feel alone. All right? People feel like they're alone. Um, but we're not alone. And I don't mean in a spiritual sense, you know, God is always with you. Jesus is with you. There's all of that. But humanly speaking, just like up there, each one of us individually did not know that we weren't alone uh, in, in carrying a Bible and holding some concept of the Christian faith. Carrying a Bible not because we were what we were supposed to be, but I think if I can be a little bit cerebral here, I think most of us carried one because it was a emblem of what we knew we ought to be. Uh, 
and we weren't. And so each person individually could feel like I'm not what I should be. Uh, this is an emblem of how I should be living. This is an emblem of what I should be. Um, and so I don't want to get rid of that. But I think I'm the only one that feels this way. And so I'm not, I'm not going to share this emblem with others. When all of us were on the same page. I've been to nine different countries. I've been all over the United States. And I've never been anywhere where I did not meet good men. Men who stood for what was right. Men who were honest. Men who helped other people. Men who supported and loved their wife. Men who loved and supported and took care of their children. Men who did a good, honest day's labor for <coughs> what was often not an honest wage. But they just did it. They just carried on with their life. And... And every time I'm like, man, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. But we're the silent majority. When you walk through the supermarket, the grocery store, you think, you might think, you might think you are the only one in there at that time that feels so lost in today's modern shallow, cheap society. But I guarantee you there are other men in there who feel just exactly the same way you do and they feel just as isolated. They feel just as singular. They're the only one. Um, ladies, I know there's ladies out there that feel like you are the only, sometimes it seems like you're the only lady who still wants to be a lady. Uh, you're proud of your femininity. You hold on to your femininity. Um, and, uh, you respect yourself. You respect other women and you still respect men. And you're not the only one. You're not alone. You're not alone. And if you're sitting in a big city somewhere, uh, and holidays are rolling around and you don't have you don't have somewhere, you don't have family to go to for, for Christmas dinner. Uh, you, you don't have anybody put up a tree or you put up a tree and there's no, no gifts underneath because you don't have anybody to get gifts to or get gifts from. And you can feel isolated and solitary and alone. Um, but you are not the only one. You just don't know the ones around you who are feeling exactly the same way you do. And, uh, the, uh, you know, there's a story, uh, in the Bible, in the old Testament about a prophet who went through a great battle and had a great victory. His name was Elijah. And uh, the queen at the time says, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to kill you for that. And so he takes off running and he goes out in the wilderness and he climbs up in a cave and he, takes his cloak and he covers his head up and says, I want to die. Just kill me now. God, just kill me and take me home. Um, and uh, Erdwala, 
you know, an angel comes in and says, here, you're hungry. Why don't you have a snack? Give him something to eat. Says, take a nap. So he takes a nap. And then after a while, the angel comes in and wakes him up, says, here, you need something else to eat. Gives him something to eat. Now here, take a nap. And then after a little bit, God comes in and they, you know, have the, um, you know, the still small voice. You can look it up in Kings. It's, it's the prophet Elijah. God says, Elijah, what's the matter with you? What's wrong with you? Why are you so depressed and suicidal right now? And Elijah says, I'm alone. I am the only person left in all of Israel that believes in you and fights for you and does what is right. And God says, Elijah, I've got 7,000 more men just like you. You're not alone. Now get up and go up here and go do what I'm going to tell you to do. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send somebody along to uh, to go with you. I'm going to send you a, a, uh, a uh, an assistant, a partner, a help. All right. And if, if Elijah, if Elijah can just want to crawl in a cave, put a cape over his head and say, God, take me home now. I'm all by myself. Then it's understandable if we feel the same way. Okay. But just like Elijah, you're not the only one left. And you say, Dwayne, your, your channel here, and it's this and that and that. Listen, when it comes to these videos, when it comes to horsemanship, I only have one thing to offer that others don't offer. That, that sounds terrible. That more people don't offer. Okay. And that's just the gift of gab. The ability to tell stories, the ability to take things that are complex and heavy and simplify them down and put them down where we all can say, hey, look, around me right now, I know guys around me right now that feel exactly the same way I do about just about everything that I do. They have the same standards. They live life at the same level. They hold men to the same standards. They hold themselves to the same standards. Uh, I'm not alone. The thing is, most of these men out there, they are the silent majority, okay? They're the guy down the street that's that's working in the mechanic shop, that's changing the brakes or changing the oil on your car. You walk in and you say, well, I, I, you know, I go to, to the Walmart auto center back there and they're just a bunch of, there's, there's one guy in there at least. He's quiet. You don't notice him. He don't spread around what he thinks and how he feels, but he's just like you. He's just like you. He has the same frustrations. He has the same worries. He has the same fears. He has the same standards. He has the same view of things. He holds himself to the same standard of living that you do. He's honest. He's hardworking. He'll step in and help somebody. Uh, he, he is disturbed by the cultural trends that are going around just as much as you are. Um, but he does not have the platform or the ability or the willingness. And all these are natural. I'm not saying that's a negative thing. He just, it, 
isn't spreading it around. Okay? The guy driving the truck that's delivering the milk to the grocery store, the truck drivers out there, oh man, there's a whole fleet of those guys that are just like you and I. Just like you and I. All right? The telephone repair man. The, the, you just, whatever. Okay? We're not alone. And uh, there's a lot of men out there like me. who have had a lot of bad, a lot of bad experiences in the modern day organized church. And it's got to the point where the church has been so, and when I say the church, the church that each of us individually, multiple churches that we have dealt with has gotten so dishonest and so uncaring and so helpful and have so lost the actual truth of what Christ is that we've had to leave. And you know, the problem is a lot of times I leave from where I am, my wife and I are out here, and you're in Wisconsin, and you've gone through kind of the same thing, and so you've left, and you've left a gathering that is no longer like-minded as you are, and you and I don't connect, we don't communicate. So if we're not careful, I feel all isolated and alone in, in my desire to serve God as the Bible says, not as organized um, chest thumpers say. And you're in Wisconsin and you feel the same way. And there's somebody in Ohio that feels the same way. And there's somebody down in Florida that's gone through the same thing in their own way. And we each one of us feel alone because we're not with each other. But guys, we're not alone. All right, we're not alone. We're just not in the same room. And, uh, you know, people contact me about horsemanship and they're like, Dwayne, it's so nice to see this on here because I'm, you know, I go to a part of a boarding stable in Connecticut because that's all that's available around here. And they've got all these different crazy ways. And, and, you know, I have felt so alone out here. Well, all I do is just communicate, all right? I get on here and I flap my dang gums, all right? And I communicate. There's there's a gazillion people out there that feel when it comes to horses and their horsemanship is the same as ours. And in fact, their horsemanship is way better than mine, way more advanced than mine. I watch guys on the internet because I'm always studying, I'm always searching, I'm always watching videos on YouTube. And I find these horse guys they've been at it for they've had youtube channel for five or six years and they have almost no subs and i watch it and i'm like man this guy this guy knows way more than i do you know i watch his video and he says this and he does this i'm like man this guy's got it um <coughs> this guy's really good he doesn't have any subs it's not because his horsemanship is not equivalent his horsemanship a lot of times is better than mine. He's got more experience. He's more advanced. He has more finesse than I do. Uh, he just doesn't have that extra communication. All right. I don't offer anything singular that a millions of people around this globe can't offer. All right. I just, I'm talented at 
communicating it. All right, communicating in a simple and um, entertaining way, I suppose. Okay. And the only reason I bring that up, and the only reason that I say this, is because I need you guys to understand that just because it's not, we think if it's not put on social media or it's not on television or it's not whatever, then it must not exist anymore. And that's not true. The reason you, the reason we don't see more people like us is because most people like us are busy working their job, raising their family, doing what needs to be done, doing what is supposed to be done, saying what needs to be said to those who say it. And they're not out there. They're the, they're the silent majority. Um, and so I don't want, I don't want, I don't want you to carry on thinking you're alone because you're not alone. Not only are you not alone, but folks, listen to me. It's, this is important. Okay. Listen to me. Not only are we not alone, but we are not the minority. Think about that for a minute. We're not the minority, okay? It's just the other side is the louder side. And they're the ones that have taken control of the communication. And they're the ones you hear from the most. They're the loudest. They're the most obnoxious, all right? But they're not the most mostest. They're just the most loudest, not the most mostest, okay? We are not the minority. You say, we, Dwayne, who are you saying? We, good people. Honest people, working people, level-headed, logical people, serving people. We're not the minority. All right? So don't quit. Don't give up. And uh, you, Dwayne, what do I do? You start looking. And by looking, I don't mean going up and banging on doors. I mean you start watching. And uh, you'll start seeing You'll start seeing and you'll start running into like-minded people, all right? People who aren't just throwing up their hands and sticking their head in a, in a hole in the ground and, and pretending things don't exist. And, and uh, so I just want to encourage you, all right? Holiday season's coming up and I know from law enforcement days, that's, that's a time when people are really 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 feel alone well you know if you feel alone if you find someone else who feels alone and you two meet each other um you're not alone and then if you two find somebody else and by finding somebody else everybody jumps to relationships i'm just talking about friendships all right you say, Dwayne, how do I find somebody's like-minded? Read the dang t-shirt, all right? Read the t-shirt, read the ball caps. They'll tell you, okay? They'll tell you a lot of times. Just start striking up conversations. Um, and uh, But be careful when you strike up conversations because, oh, I'm going to throw a rock in a hornet's nest here. Most of your good, honest, hard-working, level-headed people are working people, okay? They're working people.
All right. So when you when you go into a place of business, and I'm not talking about your dang blue haired baristas in, in in Starbucks offering you crap coffee. All right. Uh, although I'm sure there's good people in there too, and there's level headed people in there. But I mean, when you go down to get your oil changed, or you hire somebody to come out and give you a bid on fixing your furnace, um, just strike up a conversation and just start meeting folks. All right, because we're not alone. We just, our Bible is hid down in the bottom of our duffel bag. And until we bring it out and lay it on the bed, ain't nobody else going to bring theirs out and lay it on the bed either. And, uh, and that metaphor goes all the way across. All right, that's not simply strictly about religion or faith. Okay, so anyhow, I just want to just want to encourage you this morning and uh, for this this upcoming season and and uh, just just keep ticking. Just keep ticking. You said, Dwayne, I, I can't find anybody. You just ain't found nobody yet. You just ain't found nobody yet. Okay. Um, and uh, so anyhow, wish you guys all the best. And uh, I hope you're nice and warm out there. It's been. It's been cold here the last several days and the wind's blowing and and uh, I'm gonna mom and I are gonna go up here in a little bit and go up on top and check the horses out on winter pasture and uh, make sure they're doing all right up there and and I'm sure they're fine. They're in we're leasing grass on like two thousand acres of of pasture that's knee high in grass, so I'm sure they're doing well. We went up there two or three days ago and they were just fat and slick and happy. And, uh, so we're going to go up and check on them and, uh, and, uh, just day by day, just keep moving on. So, uh, you guys just take heart. All right. Just take heart, be logical, be reasonable, be safe, be friendly and have fun. And we'll catch y'all next time.